Well, good morning. Hope you guys have had an awesome morning. We're excited about today. It's going to be a little bit different service. And I first want to welcome our online viewers as well because we have a ton of people uh, that aren't here today because there's a lot of crud going around. Sickness, flu, COVID, all sorts of weird virus. I don't know what all. But if you look around our community, there's a whole lot of people sick. And I think it's just everybody traveling during the holidays and people coming. And so uh, pray for you guys that you feel better soon and can come back and join us. I'm thankful you guys are here. Let's not get sick. Um, and if you got your germs, just kind of, we'll, we'll kind of keep our distance a little bit. and Don't cough on each other and we'll be fine. But we're excited about today. It's going to be a little bit different. We're doing a, kind of a year-end recap. Um, and so uh, you'll get to hear from all of our elders today. We'll kind of rotate in and out and share about some of the things from the past year looking back and some of the things about this upcoming year's uh, looking forward to. And uh, this is kind of a big year for our church, and, and I'll explain why in a, in a minute. Um, I want to talk first, before we get into all that, about some of the numbers, because that's the boring stuff, and I want to kind of get that out of the way uh, and just share with you guys a little bit about that, because it is kind of really interesting that this year has really been a year of growth for us. Um, we've seen our attendance continue to rise, uh, kind of post-COVID, we're up 30 people over last year in our average attendance, which is awesome, uh, but more than that, I've seen growth in our health and our unity, and just something that's really hard to quantify is the spirit, right? Uh, just, to, the, the, just to be here and just the warmth and the friendliness and the excitement and the passion and all of that stuff that you really can't put a number on, but you can experience it and you can feel it and you know that God is at work. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, that we're, uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing that together this year. It just really has been an, an awesome year. From a budget perspective, that's something we don't talk a lot about, but I do kind of want to give you guys an update. Uh, our budget for this year was $340,000, which sounds like a lot, and it is. Um, come, you know, I think back to when our church first started, and our budget was much, much, much smaller, and, and, and thinking about uh, that. And uh, as of last week, I think our income was like at 319, so we're right there at it. And when you add in this week's and the year-end giving and all that, we're going to be fine this year. And, and that's awesome because about midway through this year, we were, we were lagging pretty far behind and we were starting to have those conversations like, man, this year is not looking great and do we need to start cutting things? And, you know, but we're like, we're going to trust God, we're in good shape and God, and, and God has been faithful because you have been faithful. So can I just thank you guys for your generosity uh, up front on that? Can you guys give yourself a, a hand? I know it's kind of, uh, uh, y'all are kind of like first service, it's kind of weak. But guys, I'm, you, this, is, this is important stuff, right? I mean, we have an incredible mission and it's, we can only do it when you guys join in and partner with us. Uh, and kind of going along with that, I'll mention our year-end Christmas offering, um, the update for this week, we are at $32,000 for that year-end offering. That's another, like, um, that's pretty awesome. Um, this year, um, we, we take up a special collection at the end of each year to give back. And this year, uh, it's used, uh, being used to help refinance this building. We owe about 200000 on it. Um, we have to refinance our loan. Um, and so we're going to take all of that, add into what we have uh, extra that we've uh, accumulated over the last year or two and, and 
pay that down, and the, and the net result is going to be we're going to save uh, probably uh, about $20,000 a year in, uh, in interest and mortgage payments. So that's pretty cool, right? Because that's money that can now be turned around and used for ministry and mission work. Um, and so that's, we're, we're excited about that. Uh, so that's some of the numbers, just to kind of get that out of the way. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about some uh, of the looking back and some of the, the stuff uh, here in a minute. Before we do that, though, I want to give a quick sermon. Uh, I call this my one-verse sermon today. Uh, I, I can't get up here and not share a message, right? I know we've got, to, uh, we, we've got a lot of updates and announcements, but I just want to share something that uh, was on my heart and uh, that I think kind of speaks to where we're going and what we're doing as a church. Um, Acts 15 is an interesting chapter in the Bible. Um, I'll kind of give you the backstory of it a little bit. Paul has been preaching and Gentiles are being saved. And this is incredible, right? Now the Spirit is moving and working and we're seeing now the, the, the gospel message move from the, 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 Jew, the Jewish people in Jerusalem. Now it's spreading out and the Gentiles are being saved. What's interesting, though, is not everybody was happy about it um, because these people didn't look like everyone else. They didn't act like everyone else. They didn't have the same background, the same education, the same ethnicity as everybody else. And so as they were kind of coming into the church, it started to become a controversy. Uh, and, and the Jewish believer said, wait a minute, these people don't belong here. They're, they've not been circumcised. They don't obey our law. And if they want to be like us, they've got to do everything that we've done. They've got to experience this. And Paul said, wait a minute, that's not the gospel. That's not the message that Jesus proclaimed. And so he went to the leaders of the church in Jerusalem and they met together. The elders uh, met together and had a discussion about, well, what is required for people who come to God? Acts, uh, Acts 15, 19 simple verse, but a powerful verse. And it says this, this was their final kind of decision. It is our judgment that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. So in essence, what they said is we don't add to the gospel. The gospel is enough. You don't have to do all of this other stuff to be saved. And so why are you making it hard? Why are you adding requirements on top of the gospel? I think there's a message there for us today, right? Do we make it hard for people to come to Jesus? But do we add requirements on top of the gospel? Now they go on to say there are a, a few things though, kind of qualifications to this. You don't need to get caught up in the idolatry of the time. And you, don't, and you also need to avoid sexual immorality. So in essence, they're saying we don't add to the gospel, but we also don't compromise, and we also are still called to live a wholly separate life. And I feel like as a church, right, we, we face all these complex issues of our day. And, and so our job as leaders of this church is to say, what does the Bible say, and are we adding anything to the gospel? Are we making it hard for people to come to Jesus? That, we don't want to do that. But at the same time, we don't want to compromise the gospel and, and tell people they don't have to live holy life. Right? You, you see this kind of go hand in hand together. And so uh, I, I want to just kind of challenge all of us 
it's not about our opinion. It's not about what we want to happen or believe or think. It, it's about what Jesus says. It all goes back to Jesus. And so let's not make it hard for people who want to find Jesus. But at the same time, let's hold each other to live holy, set-apart lives for the sake of the gospel. And, and, and honestly, that's my one-verse sermon for this morning because I think that's a message we all need to be reminded about. We're gonna, I'm going to ask a couple of the elders to come up, and we're kind of going to talk, uh, uh, look back at this past year. So Caleb and Austin are going to come up and... Um, let me turn on the mics here. And we had fun first service doing this. So can I just tell you kind of a, a heads up, this was completely uh, unrehearsed. Uh, we just have an outline of some stuff we want to talk about. So uh, we don't really know where this is going too much. We don't know what Caleb's going to say. Yeah, it could get interesting. <laughs> Apologies um, for anything that I say that... Uh... Yeah, so... Don't go back and listen to the first sermon. Um, just joking. No, but um, we've got a lot of stuff to celebrate this year, and we kind of want to look back on this year. So um, we've got a. Uh, we, I'll kind of start where we did last last uh, last message. We've got a lot of new people kind of stepping up, uh, a lot of people showing up, um, uh, and so let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about the new people here at Cornerstone. Yeah, that's uh, actually something that I'm really interested in because a lot of the new people at the church are younger couples uh, for the past couple of years. And I don't know about y'all, but when you're getting older, it's kind of fresh to hang out with the younger crowd. And uh, me and my wife, we, we enjoy hanging out with them. But it's just good to see that uh, new life in the church, uh, you know, because a lot of these younger, uh, younger adults are having kids. And, um, of course, if you didn't know, you know, me and my wife are about to have a kid as well. And it's just seeing this growth in our church is just a, it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, so I find that to be a, a, a great thing about Cornerstone, that we're, we're growing, we're thriving, and, and it shows in the people that are coming. We've got a whole lot of babies and kids and toddlers here at church. Have you all noticed that? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, to see, um, and it's funny that you talk about being old. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm 37, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at that pinnacle where it's like, am I old? Am I young? Am I, you know, I'm like, I right think y'all know the, the answer, right? <laughs> but see, I like to hang out with the younger crowd; it makes me feel younger, you know. So. Uh, oh boy, I can't wait. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Would you add anything to that? Um, just, I want to talk about just people stepping up. Uh, just seeing a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of new people, um, no matter where they are in life, uh, really stepping up um, with volunteering. Uh, I've seen that here. You talked about last at youth, there's a, there's a group of family that's come and really just stepped up with just even like behind the scenes, like cleanup uh, with food and stuff like that. And that's super helpful. Um, I saw that this weekend we took a group of people snowboarding and skiing and just had a ton of volunteers that helped like with that and um, it was just really it's just been really cool to see people um, and new people stepping into those roles you know of leadership yeah it, it really is exciting to see and and I would kind of challenge you a little bit if you're here and and you really haven't got connected yet one of the best ways to do it is to find somewhere to either serve or learn together whether it's a life group or whether it's a serving team um, and just honestly, we've got places all through our church where we need volunteers. 
Uh, we could use, and we'll talk about children's ministry in a little while and the need there, but our worship team, our technology team, we were kind of scrambling this morning because we have a lot of people out because of uh, sickness a little bit. So uh, across the board, uh, we want to encourage you, like, what is your passion? Where can you serve and, ha- and how can you uh, get involved? So that's kind of cool to see people finding that and starting to jump in and, and serve in different places. So that's one of the things that, that, I'm, that I think we're all excited about as we've looked at this year is all the new faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about baptism, too, because I think that's been really neat. Uh, we got a new uh, kind of a portable baptistry this year. It was cool. We had um, a couple of services. So y'all tell me about that. Yeah, so earlier this year, was it in April, May, something I think like it was, that? yeah. It was a little May. bit cooler. It was yeah. in May, yep. So uh, we ended up with a new baptistry. And uh, so we decided to have an indoor uh, uh, baptism, and, and it ended up wonderful. We had seven people uh, come and, and be baptized, and there's something about it that's just such, it was such a warm feeling in the, in the building. And uh, it, it was funny because we overfilled the uh, baptistry, and, and when you put a few really big guys in there, uh, it, it ends up kind of overflowing, so we ended up with a whole lot of water right in this area right here. So if we ever have some mold right there, we know what it's from. But it was, it was such a, it was a wonderful time. And I remember, because my, my personal preference is an out, outside uh, bab, uh, baptism. That's just how I was raised, and I just enjoy it. But there was something about it that night that everybody came together. There was a lot of people here, and it was just so warm. It, it, was, it was amazing. Everybody just got really excited about it, and it was it was just such a blessing. So, yeah, we're going to be doing more of these hopefully soon, but we also had one in August. If you want to talk about yeah, that. yeah, August we had a baptism over at uh, Camp Dickinson, um, baptized 15 people, some in the New River, some in the pool there. Uh, we had kind of a part of celebration afterwards. We had a big meal together. We had uh, we opened the swimming pool up. But not everybody. A bunch of people went swimming. And, I, I, uh, I, Caleb didn't go. I don't know what happened. I, I felt old this year, <laughs> you know. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about, but... Uh. But anyway, it was, it was a good celebration of that, uh, that public um, profession of Christ. So since the beginning of Cornerstone, uh, we've had 224 people baptized. Um, and that's kind of, I think that's amazing, right? That's pretty cool to see. Um, because each one of those is a, a, is a life that's been changed. E- each one of those numbers is someone that has said, I'm not ashamed to follow Jesus. Um, so that's really exciting to me. Um, we do want to schedule another one soon. So uh, if you're here and you've never been baptized, then let me know. Uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, then what is keeping you from, from doing that? So uh, that's something we're excited about. Uh, I do want to talk, too, about something new we did this year, which is our Discover series. Um, we wanted to, to kind of give you an opportunity to do something beyond Sunday morning. So we had uh, four classes that we kind of scattered out. Uh, Discover Cornerstone, which is kind of for people new to the church, and we've been doing those a while. Uh, we had Discover uh, Faith, which is an online course for new believers. Uh, and so if you want kind of to go over the fundamentals of the faith, that's what that, that is. We have Discover Theology, which was our summer kind of in-depth study on theology, and then Discover Leadership, which was our fall leadership course. So uh, uh, what, tell me your thoughts on those this year. So I actually ended up going through a couple of them. Of course, Discover Cornerstone I didn't go through. We actually try to teach that as elders. And the uh, Discover Faith, I didn't go through that, but uh, Lucas Austin uh, went through it, and, and he seemed to think it was really good. But uh, w- the two that I did go through was uh, Discover Theology and, and Discover Leadership. But the theology one was, I, I, there's something about theology I've always kind of been interested in. 
And this, this class that we did, it was, it was a 15 video series and I, I was fortunate enough to watch them before the, the series started and there's just something about, uh, you know, I binge watched them pretty much. I watched a bunch of them in a row and, and it was just, it's really good theological teaching. It wasn't just extremely deep. It was just right for people wanting to get into theology and understand what the Bible is and who God is and how to study the Bible and all of this stuff. And it ended up working out really good. We did uh, what we did. I think it was three months, four months. Mm -hmm. I think we met four times. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, once each month. And it something about it. it. It was just a blessing in my life, and I know a lot of other people got a lot out of it, so something good. Yeah, I was a part of the uh, Discover Leadership class. Uh, mostly I was a part of the Discover Leadership class. I have two small children, and I teach sixth grade, so we're like constantly battling germs, but uh, if we could make it, we did. Um, but it was, uh, it was a very practical look at Christian leadership. The book that we did, we went through three books, uh, the one that stood out most to me was Sticky Teams, um, just very, like, good practical information um, about being a Christian leader. Are you, you thinking about doing the same books or are you switching I think, it up? I don't know yet. Um, we're okay. definitely going to do it again, but probably the same books. Yeah, and, and kind of a hybrid online. That There was some online discussion once a month, similar to, like, what you were saying. We had an in-person mm -hmm. meeting and a meal and stuff, so that was um, kind of a good way to, uh, to study a little bit on your own and, and with a group. Yeah, so I will, if those are things that interest you, I want to encourage you. We'll do the Discover Theology again over the summer, uh, which is just a chance for you to go deeper and really learn uh, why you believe what you believe. And then the leadership is just real practical. We talked about discipleship, we talked about leadership, and we talked about taking care of ourselves, uh, really, uh, so we don't burn out. And so we can uh, really uh, thrive in ministry. So uh, all of those were really good. So... Uh, again, we'll be doing those again this year. Uh, if you haven't done the Discover Cornerstone class yet, too, it's really a good way to meet some other people, meet some of our leaders, and learn about how you can get connected. Uh, so that's the best thing. You just kind of tell, we tell a little bit about our history, where we're going, what we're doing, and helps you to, to, to get started. Um, we had a, we, we, our women have had a retreat for several years now, and uh, I know a lot of you, you ladies have been on those and have been amazing. Our, our men felt jealous that so we finally did one. Uh, so uh, our men's retreat, y'all have anything to add about our men's yeah, retreat? Yeah, so over the years, you know, I've, I've heard my wife talk about how good the women's retreat is. And every time they come back, it's like, my gosh, we had such a good time. And it's like, why are we not doing this, <laughs> you know, as, as men? So this year we finally uh, broke over and did it ourselves. And I tell you, when you can take a 10-minute video well, maybe two. I think we did two at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, we did two 10-minute videos and talk about them for two hours. And all the men were getting into it, and it was, it was, oh, my gosh, there was something about it. It was just an amazing weekend. And so, obviously, we're going to be doing this again. Uh, it's, it's something that I think all of us got a blessing out of. I actually talked to a couple of men right after the service this time and told them that we actually didn't get to talk about this uh, first service, and, and we talked about how wonderful it was and how it was such a blessing to all of our lives. So, yeah, so uh, be looking, looking out for that. The men do it in the spring. The women do it in the fall, uh, the, the, the retreat. But that, that's really a neat thing. And then why don't you share a little bit about life groups this year? I know we, we kind of struggled a little bit with life groups during the, uh, kind of the pandemic and then post-pandemic. Finally feels like we're kind of hitting our stride again uh, in that we had about 100 people in our life groups this uh, past semester. We want even more this semester. So... Um, life groups are, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for a life group. Um, 
it's a big part of my testimony how God used that in my life. Early on, I joined uh, a young adult life group here, and there was a number of people in that group that um, were a lot wiser than I was, uh, who kind of discipled me and um, held me accountable and things like that. And so it's just something that I, I think that um, everyone should do is, is be a part of a life group. It uh, helps you grow in your own faith, helps you grow closer to community around you. So I, I would definitely um, encourage you to look into joining a life group, leading a life group. Um, I led one for a number of years. And uh, so if you're, if you're interested, talk to one of us. You know, if you're, if you're a little bit nervous, if you're on the fence, you know, um, come talk to us and, and we'll give you some encouragement. So, Yeah, there, there really are. Uh, we really would like to, we'll be starting our life groups about the first week of February. So over the next few weeks, uh, we've got to get all of our groups organized and listed and together. Uh, so if you're thinking about leading one, uh, right now is the time uh, to let us know and we'll help you. We can provide resources, but we, we really would like, we need, we need some more groups really is, is in, in essence. And uh, just so we have enough groups for everybody to join and be part of. And they can meet in your home. They can meet here at the church. Uh, pre- pretty much any night of the week, we usually have a group going on. So uh, just really encourage you to, to prayerfully think about that because it is so critical that we move beyond Sunday morning and, and get connected in everyday life. And so that's a great way to do that. Uh, one last thing I'll mention before we move on to our next section is our mission work. Um, missions is a big part of who we are. And when we look back on this year, uh, we were able to support a whole lot of different local ministries um, and also participate in international missions. Uh, we've been going to Nicaragua now for uh, a long time, uh, over 15 years. And um, so we made, I think it was probably like our 25th or so trip to, to Nicaragua this year. Um, and so that went great. We plan on going back again in June of this year. Uh, Larry's going back um, here uh, just in another month or so. Uh, but we, um, we have a, a great partnership there. So we've been able to, to work with them a lot over the years, and, and we've seen the change that's taken place in that community because of faithfulness of people going there. Uh, but also your faithfulness has let us do a lot of support. Pretty much every local ministry that you see in Galax, uh, we've got someone helping with, serving with. We're helping them fund, uh, you know, volunteer and, and pay for and. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Uh, we spend, um, this year it was over $40,000 in mission uh, spending that we did as a church. And, uh, and I'll tell you this too, this year our benevolence requests were through the roof. Uh, we've never seen the need as high as it is right now. Uh, we were expecting that during COVID and it didn't really happen, but now it's hit. Like it's kind of delayed and there's so much need right now. Uh, we've been able to, to, you know, participate and help start this warming shelter, Elisha's house, uh, which has been awesome too. Um, so just so many opportunities for you to get involved and serve. So you can serve here in church, serve in our community. But man, it's been a year where we've really seen God move and work through that. So um, I think that's pretty cool. Anything Dad? Good. I mean, it is good to see that a lot of people are stepping up and stepping out and uh, taking their time because, I mean, yes, you know, churches need financial help, but we need bodies. We need people that are willing to serve. And it's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful to see this year that we've had a lot of people step up. And we're hoping, of course, more people will step up and, uh, you know, do these yeah. extracurricular activities that we do here. So I think we want to talk a little bit about our youth and children's ministry. So I'll get Eugene up here to, to share a little bit about that. So 
we'll kind of we'll do the switcheroo up here some. So yeah, y'all don't get rid of me just yet. I uh, also help with the youth. Hello. Okay, so uh, yeah, update on children's ministry. Uh, like Mike said last week and this morning, if you haven't seen what's going on down there, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's kids, so obviously it's going to be a little crazy, but in a good way. Uh, there's just been a lot more kids. Uh, in the past three months, we've had like 90 to 100 kids like registered, and if they all showed up on a Sunday, uh, I'd probably have to end up being down there to help out. Um, but it's just, it's good. It's a good thing. Um, it's awesome to see, you know, because there's life in the church, you know what I mean? There's that continual growth. Um, and there's, you know, women pregnant and lots of babies around. And so it's, it's really, really good. But um, in that, obviously, as Caleb said, we do need uh, some more help. Um, but it, it's, it's awesome to see, like, I know, like, all of my kids, which is just weird to be here now that all of them are out of the children's ministry. Um, my youngest just came out this year. Now she's in youth, and it's weird to have four kids in the youth. But um, they're all actually all downstairs right now helping out. Um, and we do have a lot of adult volunteers helping out as well down there. But as we continue to grow, we are um, going to need some more help. So if you like kids and, you know, enjoy teaching, helping out, whatever, we do need um, just some help down there. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be like committed like every single Sunday or anything like that. Um, but, you know, if you have the passion for it, we would enjoy having you down there. You can um, talk to my wife, Jess, who's down there this morning, or um, Brandy's out today, but uh, she'll be back next Sunday. You can talk to her about all of that as well. Um, oh, one more thing. There is also, if you are a parent of a child down there, um, next week they are starting a new series since it's a new year. Um, so if, you know, just be watching social media about some new posts, about new classes, stuff like that. Um, there's just a little bit of rearranging going on um, because we have so many toddlers uh, there's just a lot of toddlers. <laughs> so, yeah, if you love toddlers, uh, <laughs> we need you. So, at nursery, too. So, yeah, there's a few specific needs like that. But we really, uh, uh, we have, so, I'm so, so thankful uh, for all the kids and for all the people that love our kids, right, um, and do such a wonderful job with them. So, we've got our, all our children's ministry stuff going on. We also have a really active student ministries and you don't really see them a lot because they're usually serving on Sunday mornings and they're scattered around and uh, they're serving in a lot of different ways uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about our student ministries yeah so uh, that would be our youth that would be from sixth uh, sixth grade to twelfth grade and uh, I unlike Eugene none of my kids are old enough for being in youth they're all in the children's church downstairs and they love it but uh, I don't know this year has I mean I would say this year and part of last year, we've just seen such a growth in our youth. I remember when I started helping here, we would have 15, 20 kids, and now we're... At most. We're, at most, <laughs> yeah. And and now we're looking at 30 minimum, and sometimes as many as 50 kids on a Sunday night, which is just unbelievable in my opinion. And uh, luckily, we've had a couple of couples step up and start helping and uh, serving with the youth this year. And uh, one couple in, in, in particular uh, are doing the food. And not only are they making the food or, or you know, getting the food set up, but they're also cleaning up, which helps me and Eugene and, and Jenny and, uh, gosh, Taylor and Bronson and, and Joey. 
uh, all of us, it, it helps us to be able to leave on time and, and get out. Because, I mean, we would stay there for 30, 45 minutes cleaning up the place. But now when, when the service is over, we get to leave if we need well, to. Obviously. As, long as, as long as the kids the leave, kids, you know, they, the kids we have to love wait for to stick them. around. We, we all, <laughs> but they're we, enjoying it. So. Oh, my gosh. We, we've got so many games that they play. Sometimes we do card games if it's raining and stuff. But uh, a lot of times we've got football stuff that they like to throw outside. But we, uh, we nine play square. nine square. Yeah, nine square is one of their favorites. We always have to put it up. It doesn't matter if it's dark. It doesn't matter if it's ten below. They're okay. wanting to get out and play nine square. So we, we always – and, of course, us old guys – old guys – uh, we try to get out there and play with them, and uh, it's it's such a it's a it's a blessing. And and coming up, we've got our uh, our winter retreat. We do yeah. a winter retreat with them every year. And unfortunately, I don't get to go this year. If y'all didn't know, my my wife is thirty nine months, thirty nine we- weeks, weeks, <laughs> weeks, weeks. <laughs> it was thirty nine. Lord have mercy, poor girl. Thirty nine is rough enough. I promise. Gosh, she, she's just like get this out of me, you know. But uh, she's uh. She's about to pop, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to go this year, unfortunately. Is that too much? No, no I think okay, you're good. We're good. I think you're good. Uh, but uh, but I, this is one of the I, – I love going every year, and, and I've already had a couple of the youth tell me, man, I wish you were going this year. I'm like, I know, but I want to stay married. <laughs> yeah. And, and they they actually lie. had to remind me of it. I'm all excited about it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go. And they're like, you're not going. You're not like, going. Why am I not going? They're like, because you're going to have a new baby. Like, that, that's right. <laughs> and then, yeah, in the summer, uh, we actually do, every year we go down to uh, Anderson University in South Carolina, um, and we stay there, I don't know, it's like five days, uh, and it's just, it's a complete blast. Uh, and we have, like, morning and uh, evening sessions. We're learning and teaching and all of that, and amazing worship time. And But in the afternoons, we go out. There's uh, dodgeball and basketball and, like, all these different things, paint wars, just pure craziness, pure teenager craziness, and it is hilarious and fun to watch, and sometimes I'll participate, but uh, I try not to too much because I usually end up getting hurt somehow, um, but it's, it's good stuff, late nights, uh, lots of good talks. One of the coolest things that I've seen, too, is um, something that Jennifer started <clears throat> uh, probably a year and a half ago, I guess, but uh, she meets uh, weekly with our young girls and uh, our teenage girls and kind of has a girls group going now that uh, has really been awesome. And the ones that have been part of it, I'm just looking around, you, the moms and, and teenage girls, you, you know how important that's been. And so uh, we've done a little bit of that with the guys too and doing some events with them and trying to get that rolling as well. Uh, but there's just so much discipleship happening that I love to see. So uh, lots of stuff going on with our children and youth again. We'd love to have you help with that, uh, and really all of our ministries. I could go through our hospitality team, our, our security team, our, you know, our community outreach team that does things like our community meals, our worship team. Uh, we really need people serving in all of those areas. So if you have a passion, don't ever think, oh, they've got people doing it. We don't need anybody else. All right, that's, I think that's the danger. A lot of times you see, oh, they've got it covered. Someone's doing it. I guarantee you that we want more people involved. Because then the, the people that are doing it, that you see doing it, could have a week off. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'll, I'll share that. So uh, I think now we kind of want to transition, talk a little bit about what we've got coming up this year. So I think Lucas is going to join us. So Lucas can kind of come up. This is a big year for us. Um, just, you may not know, but Cornerstone has a birthday this year. Uh, Cornerstone started in June of 2004, which means we turned 20 years old this year. 
So uh, we're no longer a teenager. Uh, so we enter our, our, our early adulthood now in our 20s. So uh, we've got some stuff planned for that. Uh, and I don't know exactly what that, uh, uh, we, we're working on the details of that, but we do have a big kind of community outreach. Uh, I, we're working on what that's going to look like, but we, we've got some big plans for this summer for that. Uh, we want to invite a lot of people back that have helped uh, get Cornerstone to where it's at today. Uh, so it's going to be a fun year. Um, so you'll be hearing a lot more about that. Uh, we also kind of in a year transitions to um, Larry's not with us this morning because he's sick. So get better soon. Larry's supposed to be up here talking today, but he has just kind of transitioned off of our staff into uh, he's a, a, a regular job now. He's working uh, for the Chamber of Commerce in Allegheny County. Uh, but with that, it's been some staffing changes because he was full time. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about that? So, yeah, in, in the midst of that, uh, I've actually stepped into the role of doing um, some of the social media stuff, uh, like the video countdown, if you got to see that, uh, worked on that. We're, there's a lot of stuff that we're working on and working towards um, to, you know, change up this year, do more, uh, do more videos, um, even update the website. Uh, our goal, is, one of our goals is to get more videos of testimonials because our our stories, our testimonies are more powerful than we think they are. You know, no matter what, what you've gone through, your testimony could help somebody else as they've gone through that. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, you've come off the streets living homeless, you were addicted to drugs or anything like that. It could just be something small that uh, you went through that, again, could help somebody else. And so we want to capture that on video. Uh, I know not everybody's comfortable on video. I'm not even comfortable on video. I like to be behind the camera. Um, but we want to capture that and be able to share that with, you know, the, the community and whoever else might see it on the so, internet. So Eugene is actually on part-time now, uh, helping with technology and yeah. videos and social media and all that stuff. And it's really helped me a lot to free me up because I, I know how to do some of that stuff. I just don't have time to do it. So uh, that's been awesome. So uh, won't you tell us, Lucas, a little bit about some of our plans for just kind of freshening things up this year? Yeah, so over the past few years, we've done a lot of work uh, here on our property. Uh, we've, we haven't done a whole lot up here uh, besides our new carpet, but uh, the paint scheme we have in here is from 2008. And even though, in my opinion, that uh, once paint is on the wall, it's permanent, uh, not everyone sees it that way, including my wife. <laughs> And we were painting all week. Uh, but, yeah, we want to update it up here this time. Uh, and we want to, you know, do some new signage and some new artwork around the uh, upstairs here. Uh, so we're excited about that for sure. Yeah. So we're, we're planning, yeah, we're going to freshen things up here. We're also looking at maybe creating a, an area that we can uh, kind of have prayer with people and uh, kind of go over our next steps and some stuff uh, kind of for our response time at the end of the service, so we're looking at some few options on how we can kind of incorporate that too, but uh, it's going to look, we're just, it's time, it's time for a, kind of a, an update a little bit, right? So we're, we're excited about that. So, um, uh, that, so that's coming up this year. So uh, what else we got to talk about? Uh, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Elisha's house, mm -hmm. uh, and if you're not familiar with it, um, it's a warming shelter we do here in 242. Uh, and it's been a great ministry and great service to the community, uh, not only for uh, the folks that are partaking in it, uh, but kind of an underlying um, 
uh, blessing or uh, a success has been the cooperation amongst churches. Uh, I think there's something like 17 churches uh, that are involved in, in volunteer regularly or have helped to get Elisha's house going. Uh, and something that I'm pretty passionate about is just, you know, getting believers uh, uh, unified. And this has a, been, a, been a great blessing and a great way uh, for our community of churches and community of believers to come together and accomplish something great. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. It's really neat. We, uh, Cornerstone is very much a community church. And uh, we've always said we want our building to be used throughout the week. Um, I think it's a shame that so many churches sit empty you know, six days out of the week, and only people are there only one day of the week. So for us, our, like Center 242, when we built that, we were like, we want this building to be used, and it is used um, a lot uh, from this, the soup kitchen meeting there, from recovery meetings uh, that happened there, from our life groups and our youth meetings. Uh, but Elisha's house has been a big one that we've opened it up now. It's open every single night this week. It's open whenever the temperature's 35 degrees or, or below. Um, and so... Uh, you, I think that's one of the problems that we don't realize is the lack of housing and the homelessness uh, that's in our community. Each night there we have between four to seven people, uh, and it's pretty consistent. Um, and so just to think about that, that there are that many people sleeping in their cars or sleeping on the streets um, and don't have anywhere to go, uh, lack of family support a lot of times, uh, addiction problems, mental illness problems. There's all sorts of reasons. But when you get to know these people, they're awesome. Um, they just need a little help. Um, and so uh, for us to be able to, to kind of help organize that and have all these churches working together, uh, we've seen churches that typically wouldn't work together that would come and, and work with us. And so we want to be that church that connects ministries, that connects other churches. And we want to build on that going into this year. Um, we're working with our ministerial association, kind of getting, getting that kind of going again and built up. And so we're actually hosting uh, that meeting this week as well. And we have several other pastors really involved in that. So uh, that's one of the things that excites me the most is to see our community come together and work together. And I think Cornerstone's going to play a huge part in that. So uh, we can keep praying for that. So uh, anything oh, else? Yeah, I wanted to kind of piggyback on the life group discussion moving into 2024. Uh, if you don't know what a life group is, if you're new here and not, not familiar with it, it's basically, uh, it can be anywhere, a uh, very traditional meeting once a week. Uh, you, you can meet here at Cornerstone as a group. Uh, 242 is an option. You can also meet in your house, uh, have people there. You can move from house to house uh, every, every week. And over the years, we've been pretty creative with um, with our life groups, it can be anywhere from very traditional study, a book study, uh, to uh, we've actually had a, a couple of exercise groups. We've had a running group. Uh, we've had some nutrition groups. Obviously, they're all focused on Jesus. Uh, it, it, that's the centerpiece of it. But, you know, I, I remember our running group from several years ago. We'd meet up, have a short devotion. We'd go for a run and be discussing it as a group as we went and then come back and pray and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity if there's something that you're passionate about and, and uh, uh, you want to incorporate Jesus into it. That's a, it's, a, it's a great way, great way to start a life group, and I would encourage you to uh, talk to Mike or one of the elders, and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction to get started there. Sounds good. So 
Appreciate it. I'll kind of wrap things up and we'll be done this morning. Um, our mission here at Cornerstone, we've shared for a while now, is we want to work together uh, to make disciples of Jesus who transform their world. Uh, there's a lot in that statement um, that we're about discipleship. We're about Jesus. We want to see you transformed and then to go out and transform the world around you. Uh, and we do that in a lot of different ways. And so I, I just want to, again, kind of challenge you. Um, if you're here on Sunday mornings, and yes, it's encouraging, yes, it's great, we have good worship, all this, but there's more to the Christian life than going to church on Sunday morning. It's about living it out every day of the week and finding your place in the kingdom of God. And so finding out what your passions and your abilities and your spiritual gifts and how those all come together to, to find where you need to serve in the church and in the community. And I, I just really want to challenge you as we go into this new year to make it a year of transformation. Uh, next week, we start a sermon series called The Power of Change. It's based on a book by Craig Groeschel. It's all about our starting holy habits in our life. How do we do that? And if you feel stuck, there's all this stuff you want to accomplish, but you never do, then we're going to go to the Bible and figure out how we can change that. And I'll just give you a hint. It's not by willpower. All right? It's not by trying harder. Uh, it, it's by... It's by God's power, and it's by training yourself to do it. So we're going to be jumping into that next week. I uh, want to encourage you uh, to invite people, join us for that. I want to close this morning, though, with going over our core values. And I think we just need to be reminded of this. Every year, uh, and honestly, we need to be reminded of this often. But let me kind of go through these ten things real quick just to help you understand who we are as a church. Our first one is truth, that the Bible is going to be our authority in God. Uh, we, don't, we don't apologize for the Bible. We live in a culture that does often, but we, we're going to stand strong on what the Bible says. Now, we're going to speak the truth in love, but we're not afraid to stand on the Bible. Uh, grace, though. We also believe, we're a church that believes in second chances. We are not a church full of perfect people. We're a church full of broken people who have been put back together by Jesus. And so uh, you're going to see a lot of people here, you're like, I didn't know they were in church, Right? We live in a small town, so your past kind of haunts you sometimes. I'm so thankful that God gives us a new future, aren't you? So that's, uh, we're, we're about grace. Here's the next one, uh, celebration. We're going to celebrate what God is doing. We're not, we, just, we like to have fun. We want to be a, people, a passionate people uh, that, that celebrate everything that God is doing. We want to be authentic people, real people who value real relationships. We don't want you to pretend like everything is perfect when it's not. We want you to be able to share, uh, share one another's burdens uh, as we go through life and fulfill those one another's in Scripture. Here are the next two. Um, transformation. We're growing to become more like Jesus. Um, again, we, we've got people from all walks of life here at Cornerstone. And the reality is, um, we, uh, we, we're fine with that. We just want everybody to be growing. We want everybody to be learning to live like Jesus. And so wherever you're at, we just want you to grow. We want you to take your next step. We want you to, to learn more about who Jesus is and, and how he can change your life and, and why he came to die for your sins and, and why that matters. And he can transform you from the inside out. We want to be a, a generous people. Again, as a church, you, you hear a lot about stuff that goes on in the community and what we do. And, um, and I've shared this before, but if you add up everything we've given to missions over the last several years, it's over like $600,000 we've given out as a church. Now, 
we could have kept that money and used it to, to build our name, but we would rather build God's name, God's kingdom with that. And so we want to be a radically generous church. And that we can do that because you're radically generous in how you support the work we do. Here are the next two. Commitment. We'll be the church every day of the week. Um, Cornerstone, uh, this may sound, sound counterintuitive, but we're not about Sunday morning. A lot of churches are, and that's fine. That's their passion. That's who they are. Sunday morning is great. We get together. We're encouraged. But we're really more about the seven days of the week, who you are when you leave this. We're preparing you to go into your mission field every day of the week. Um, and so we want you to be serving. We want you to be growing. We want you uh, to be living out your faith every day of the week. And we want to equip you to do that. Uh, teamwork. Uh, I always say we're not a church full of committees because committees just sit around and talk about what needs to be done. Have you all been part of committees like that? Uh, or at work, like committee? We're a church full of teams. Teams don't talk about what needs to be done. They actually do it. And so we want to be a church full of teams. Uh, and then uh, focus. We're all about Jesus. Unapologetically, it's going to be about Jesus. Uh, it's going to guide everything we do. Does it help draw people closer to Jesus? Are we making it hard for people to come to Jesus? Or are we showing them Jesus? And then finally, opportunity. We believe in the next generation. I'm just so thankful for the children and youth and the people who work with them because uh, maybe you've heard it said, they are the church of tomorrow. And I would argue with that and say they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. They're here now. I'm not one of these people that says, man, the kids today, they're terrible. No, I've seen what God is doing through our young people, and I've got high hopes for them. And um, I, I love to see the passion that they have, and I, I hope that spreads to all of us, the passion that they have. So uh, we believe in them. We give them opportunities to serve in many different ways, and we're going to continue to do that. So that's who we are at Cornerstone. Uh, and so, again, I just invite you to partner with us as we continue to reach this community for Christ. Um, and so I'm going to pray. The praise team is going to come back up and we're going to close this morning. But let's, let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for, for who you are. Man, it, as we reflect back and look back on your faithfulness over this past year, it's incredible to see how many lives have been changed, to see families healed, to see relationships restored, to see uh, people saved, to see all of these things happen, Lord. Um, I just, I stand in awe of your presence. Lord, we look forward to this next year, knowing that uh, for our church, this is a year to celebrate. It's a year to, to continue to proclaim who Jesus is and, and how he can change our life. And, and I pray that for all of us, we would be able to join together, that we would partner together uh, to reach this community, to share your love, to continue serving meeting the needs of people who are hurting and hopeless, but at the same time telling them the hope that they that can only be found in Jesus. Lord, um, I pray for us. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the generosity of God's people that has enabled us to continue year after year proclaiming the goodness of God. And Lord, I pray that you would just continue to guide us in each and every step that we take. We need your help. We need your guidance. We need uh, you're, you're just guiding hand upon us. So, Lord, do that as we go and enter into this next year. Lord, you have been good, and we celebrate that today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.